Hi guys, this is Julie and this is Semi-Balanced. Um, I come here this evening with a super special guest. Um, his name is uh, Dr. Don Russell. He is a psychotherapist, a speaker, and a trainer, which um, he has such a passion to help other people get over their uh, past traumas. So I thought it would be a super special idea to bring him on, talk about past past traumas and letting go of them. Um, hi, Dr. Russell, how are you? Hey, Julie, I am, I'm, I'm so good. Thanks so much for this opportunity to, to chat uh, today. And uh, I'm pumped. Uh, I was telling a friend that, uh, hey, this is a great um, opportunity. I feel really you know, uh, blessed and grateful because I could talk all day about trauma recovery. Like, mm -hmm. That makes me a little, a little bit of a geek, but uh, I have, uh, it's a passion of mine, um, understanding trauma, but really more importantly, getting over and getting past and getting life back. That's, that's the part that really, uh, that really excites me and really turns me on. Yeah. It excites me too. I've lived my life in trauma. So um, this podcast was therapy for me. Um, uh -huh. so helping other people, helping my, while well, helping myself at the same time, um, just kind of, you know, letting them know what I have learned and how I have recovered and how I am taking the steps, but, um, it's going to be fascinating to hear what you have to say. So I'm so super excited about this. <laughs> Uh, sure thing. So let me, uh, I mean, there's a thousand different places we could dig in. Um, why don't, it uh, might be helpful if I start with a kind of a little bit of a, sort of a little bit of my story, sort of how I got to um, do what I do. Um, and that will, that'll sort of prime the pump for, uh, you know, for our conversation and for listeners' um, questions and thoughts. So I've been I, I've been doing therapy for like 25 years now, and a big chunk of those years I was also teaching counseling, kind of teaching the next generation of counselors. And uh, along the way, you know, I sort of started out as a generalist. You know, if you bring me your depression, we'll talk about depression. If you bring me your relationship problem, we'll talk about that. If you bring me your anxiety disorder, we'll 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 work on that. And I started to notice that <laughs> I started to notice that sometimes that went really well. And you know, after you know a handful of sessions, people said, "Oh, thanks, Doc. I think I'm better now." And then, and then there's this other sort of category where you know what? I was bringing my best stuff, and it just wasn't helping. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. And so I, you know, I've read lots and I've done lots of seminars and workshops and trainings and I was bringing this stuff and it just wasn't really helping. And that got me thinking, so like, what, what's, uh, how come, how come, uh, how come these, these folks are trying hard, but they're stuck and they just can't move on with, you know, getting the life that they want to have in place. And so in, yeah, so I was sort of digging, you know, and kind of getting really curious, I started to kind of connect some dots and realize that um, what's underneath, um, you know, a presentation of depression or what's underneath a presentation of even like a, a simple phobia, sometimes is this, there's this unresolved trauma from 
um, you know, maybe from a few years back and maybe from like 30 years back. And it's sitting there and it's shaping the person's thought processes and, and more importantly, shaping the person's emotional reactions to relatively everyday stuff. And so it's sort of like the, you know, the tip of the iceberg is, you know, the, the depression or the anxiety, but then there's this 90% underneath the waterline that is um, unresolved trauma. And what I've learned, you know, since I had that little bit of an epiphany is um, if we're going to sort of resolve the symptoms, you know, in 2021 successfully so the person can have like a flourishing life, then what we have to do is we have to get at that trauma, even if it sort of seems on the surface unrelated, and we have to do something to clear out that trauma from the from the mind, from the body, from the emotions, really from the nervous system of the person. So that created a, you know, a kind of a shift in, you know, in the training that I participated in and really shifted, shifted my whole thinking about, um, you know, just what makes good therapy. Mm, that's beautiful. So you deal with the whole mind, body, soul. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tease some people here. Um, you know, therapy, the way therapists were trained in the '50s and the '60s and, and even the '70s, sort of the 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 mainstream thinking was, um, you know, we have we have distorted and problematic thoughts, and so we have to like. And this is like a metaphor from the 60s and the 70s. We have to like pop out the old cassette tape that's playing the bad tracks. And we need to throw that in the garbage and we need to like put in a new cassette tape or a new CD <laughs> these days or a new, a, new, a new digital file, you know, to get the thinking differently. That, that's what, that was the old sort of mainstream thinking. Yeah. It, it's, just a, it's just a mental problem. We just have to get the right thinking right. Right. And then, and then, you know, the person will move forward in life and go zippity doodah um, forward in life. But that doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work, except for, you know, relatively minor things. Because the, the mind, what we know now, and actually what some old thinkers knew, like seriously, 200 years ago, is that the, the mind is actually led around by the body and the emotions and the nervous system. It's like, if you think about, one of my favorite pictures is if you think about um, going to India and, and like riding on an elephant, okay? Right. I've, I've never done this, but I think it would be really fun to, <laughs> to, to like ride on an elephant. So, the, so here's like a 150 or 200 pound person sitting on top of a, I don't know, like a, 2,000 pounds, I've got no clue what, a, what an elephant weighs, right? And so the, the, the guy on top of the elephant or the woman on top of the elephant, like they have this belief that they're in control of where the elephant is going to go. Right. And I mean, seriously, I've never ridden an elephant, but I'm pretty sure the rider is going to go wherever the elephant damn well wants to go. 
That is true. I wrote an elephant before. And, oh, okay, um, so you know this. I do know this. And it's funny, they put you in this like um, makeshift type um, seat on the elephant. And, mm -hmm. um, they, you know, they guide you around, but realistically, I, I was so naive. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm riding an elephant, right? <laughs> that elephant could have done anything. I mean, it was very well trained, but, um, right, right. in all honesty, if you think about it, it could have like just gone, you know, it could have gotten scared and just like, you know, bucked us up and <laughs> it could have been right. anything. Right, right, exactly. So, so that's a that's a beautiful picture, actually. You know, the the rider is our, you know, our mind and especially our conscious mind, and and it has this idea that it's controlling the whole enterprise of our mind, body, spirit. But the reality is that this this elephant, our like our our our, our body, our emotions, our nervous system, is actually an elephant. And it's going to go wherever it wants when it gets when it gets triggered when it gets scared when it gets afraid which is why you know i've heard this if i had a nickel for every time i've heard this people say you know i know i just know in my mind that i i don't need to like be afraid of you know xyz but when that happens oh man i just completely lose it i go into a panic attack and that's the body being the elephant is just it's freaking out and it's just going. Yeah. yeah, that's true. When our mind gets away from us, it <laughs> it gets away. <laughs> it, it gets away, and so the best, um, the best, and the and kind of the newest thinking about trauma treatment then is about, um, you know, you know, kind of turning to the mind, you know, this sort of the conscious part of ourselves, and saying, you know, thanks for showing up have a seat over there because what we're going to do is we're going to talk to the body because the body uh you know the emotions which are really living in the body we know now and the nervous system that's actually where like that's that's the patient if we're going to treat a patient we're actually going to treat the body the emotions the nervous system and we're going to do some things some crazy things um to the emotions to the body to the nervous system that really um you know they're they're not really directly about the mind the mind is there the mind is helpful obviously to put stuff into words but really we're we're treating we're tre we need to treat the elephant because the elephant is when when you know when traumatization happens the elephant is ruling the day so we have to find a way to subdue the elephant yeah, does that make sense? That does make sense. That does. I understand what I I am actually following the path you're taking. Um, what you're really saying is you're referring to the elephant as your brain wandering off. Um, I'm referring to the 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 rider on the elephant is, is the is the conscious mind you know the, oh, the rider the, is the conscious mind yeah, yeah sort of the, the part of the part of you know the part of me that says hey i'm a guy in my 50s and i live in this city and i went to that high school right that guy 
is the writer, the conscious mind. Right. And the, the elephant that is kind of really takes over when, you know, when things are tense is the sort of the, the unconscious mind and modern neuroscience is saying, well, the unconscious mind is really housed, um, well, in parts of the brain, but also in like right through the nervous system. You know, so so quick example, just to sort of put some flesh on the bones. Okay. Um, if uh, suppose um, suppose I was uh, um, well, actually, this is a true story. <laughs> so not, this is not a suppose. This is part of this is a true story. So when I was a kid in in uh, in in third grade, I was walking to school. And I was wearing these really beautiful leather, they're called moccasins in Canada. So they're okay, soft. I love soft. moccasins. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful. And these were like, these were authentic. So these were like tanned by an Aboriginal person from deer skin. They were soft and they were beautiful and they actually had a scent to them. And therein lies the problem <laughs> because here's this third grader walking to school and a German shepherd in the neighborhood oh, um, no. ran and decided it, that my moccasin, which was like on my foot, would, was a really great chew toy. So this, this German shepherd starts like chewing my foot that is in the moccasin. Okay, so that, that's a true story. That's really true. Wow. And, and, and here's the part that's like not true. Um, it would be entirely reasonable, entirely possible, entirely common for a person that experienced that experience to become afraid of dogs, especially large, dog, large dogs and especially, um, you know, any kind of menacing dog. And so this isn't true, but it would be entirely possible for me when I saw a German shepherd running towards me, you know, literally 40 years later, that I would, you know, kind of break out into a sweat and a panic, racing heart, sweaty palms, um, adrenaline coursing through my bloodstream, right? And that's that's like all that I just described. That's all in my body. Yeah. And then all of that stuff happening in my body, you know, emotions and uh, hormones and all of that stuff. Anxiety and everything else, exactly. Yeah, is going to create, um, a, you know, a thought. I need to, you know, run like hell to get away from the dog. Um, just the the happy ending on the story is that uh, I had a dog at home growing up, and so that sort of mitigated my response. I sort of was able to process that not all dogs will chew your foot off. That's true. Oh, that's good. That's really good that you were able to process it. Like <laughs> so, so yeah. So the, the point is that uh, you know the old school therapy said uh, we just have to find a way to change the thinking, and uh, um, kind of modern thinking and research on therapy is saying yeah, we need to change the thinking. But actually, the best and most efficient way to change the thinking is to is to give the the body an opportunity to experience something different right we tell it a new story yeah to get the body to well yeah to tell a new story to actually to experience a new story 
Yes. To experience a new story. And that's um, that's where sort of the, the kind of the, the cutting edge therapies in the last uh, 10, 20 years maximum are, are going, is doing way more body oriented work, way more mindfulness to t pay attention to what's um, being experienced in the body when when trauma reactions are happening in the present. I have to, I have to imagine that over the years, the, the therapy has probably changed drastically. It really has. It really has. Um, like I say, back in, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it was all about, uh, um, well, most of it was about what was called cognitive behavioral therapy, just trying really hard to think new thoughts and do new behaviors. Right, right. Which again is pretty much, you know, getting the rider of the elephant to tell the elephant to turn left. Right. Well, and that'll go well if the elephant actually wants to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but uh, yeah, so these days, uh, um, a couple of therapies that are really um, powerful these days is one is called EMDR therapy, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a really long, long name. Okay. And that is, uh, I can explain that in, in a little bit if, if, uh, if we're interested. And uh, another kind of set of therapies, one's called um, sensory motor psychotherapy. Sensory motor, so if you think of me, that's about um, paying attention to the senses and paying attention to actually paying attention, believe it or not, paying attention to the, the, the impulses to move in the body when a person is thinking about the trauma event that happened a long time ago. Oh, okay. Now, my question to you, and those are both beautiful, and I'll let you explain them. But my question to you is, how do you feel about holistic healing? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, that's that's part of the shift. That's part of the shift okay, that has okay. gone on okay. in the last uh, in the last number of decades. Okay. Um, because yeah, again, back sort of old school therapy was saying, you know, basically if you have a mental disorder even that terminology, right? It's right, even that the, terminology is, yeah. yeah. The, the problem is located between the ears. And so we just have to do something to change what's between the ears. And that's nonsense. That's nonsense. Yeah, it, okay. it just, I mean, it, I mean, it might look like that sometimes when we're lucky, <laughs> but, but it, that's just, that's just not the story. Right. Um, because we are, um, you know, we are, a, we are a whole unity of mind, body, spirit, soul, whatever language we, you want to put there. Oh, that's beautiful. That's exactly, that's my way of thinking is mind, body, soul. We're all intertwined. Like we are all part of an energy unit. It's, you know, okay, great. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the thinking. <laughs> so, so, um, so it's funny. I, um, you know, I, I'll work with, you know, person A and I'll, 
I'll kind of tailor my work with that person depending on, you know, kind of their, their own worldview, right? Right. Um, because that's really my, I mean, it's, it's my sort of ethical obligation, but it's also, you know, I want to give them what's best for them. Right. So person A has a really great experience with me and then they say, hey, you should go and see Don. He's really great. And so person B comes to me to see me and they have a different worldview, right? They're thinking about their problem in different kinds of ways. And so I end up tailoring what we do with that second person to be different inevitably. So some of it is, is kind of mind oriented for sure. Lots right. of it is um, very much sort of story oriented. You know, the story that you've been telling yourself is I don't have worth because those terrible things happened in the past. And we'll just find a way to kind of write a new story or write a new chapter of the story. For some other folks, we are going to kind of work in more in um, sort of in the energy realm and use um, 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 what's called emotional freedom technique. Some people call it tapas method. So basically targeting directly the subtle energy meridians that are in the body that are um, distorted and dysregulated from the, the trauma and the distress. And so sometimes we'll work directly with uh, the subtle energy meridians in the body. And sometimes we'll um, do something that's just way more just kind of body oriented. Um, tracking and tracking um, body movements or impulses to move, tracking sensations that come up in the body when they're thinking about the trauma, and then giving the body and the whole unity of the mind, body, soul, an opportunity to um, complete what couldn't get completed at the time of the trauma event. So as an example, I'll give you a quick example. Okay. Um, so um, one fellow I worked with had uh, was in a, a fairly serious uh, motor vehicle accident. Um, I'm changing details here to protect the people involved, but so roughly speaking, um, driving on an interstate, um, had to slow down because traffic was slow and uh, checked the rear view mirror because he's a defensive driver and saw that the driver behind was not slowing down. And so um, attempted to move his vehicle to avoid the collision wasn't able to avoid the collision car from behind rear ended. So fairly, fairly violent crash. Oh. Um, my client was uh, not physically injured, but, you know, had what was sort of deemed whiplash symptoms. Right. So, so fast forward five years later, we're talking about that event. And so I'm asking him, so when you check, when you remember checking in your rear view mirror, what do you notice you feel in the body? Right? Like right now in the, in the, uh, in the, in the office, what are you feeling when you remember that event five years ago? And, you know, he said, well, Don, that's kind of a weird question, but now that you mention it, I'm just noticing um, kind of some tightness in my left shoulder. So I say, okay, well, just, you know, just, just 
don't think about it, just kind of notice that and just kind of just pay, pay attention to that tightness in your left shoulder and then just notice what else. And he described, yeah, I've got sort of feeling this, this animation of this energy in my right arm. Okay, so just continue to pay attention. So long story short, what his body was doing in my office five years after the crash was trying to evade the crash. His body was trying to steer out of the collision. But be because of the collision, this, 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 it's like the, the escape um, response in the body never got completed because he was never able to, to escape. And so what we did in the office is we allowed the body to complete that just by, just by monitoring and studying and watching and observing the impulses in the body. In the space of uh, minutes, not hours, the individual was able to um, feel completely released. Oh, wow. I, I can't find that tension in my arm. I can't find that energy in my other arm. I just feel this strange um, release and relief, I think were his words, that uh, made him able to think about the crash without any disturbance. Just kind of shrugged your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that happened, but like, you know what? Like, whatever, man, it's over now. It's not a big deal. And that's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you know, my new, my new motto is um, just be present. You know, if you're, if you're fearing, you're either living in the past, you know, something you've already gone through, <laughs> or if you're having anxiety, you're living in the future, something that hasn't even happened yet. So just be present. Like, that's my big thing is, you know, just really be in the moment, in the present. So, um, yeah, ab absolutely. And, you know, I mean, life, uh, life these days, um, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's, it's, it's really, it's really counter-cultural, it's really counter to sort of everything around us to be to be living in the present moment and experiencing the present moment. Right. Um, so so much of our um, you know of our minutes of our day are spent um, you know ruminating about the future, you know, what's going to happen, what's going to happen with COVID-19, what's going to happen with the vaccine, what's going to happen with this, right. what's going to happen with that, or, or ruminating about the past, you know. Um, what had the, already happened. Things that have and already happened. It's okay to acknowledge what has already happened, but you need to leave it just like that. You need to leave it in the past. You need to let it go, acknowledge it, feel through it if you need to, and just release it, just let it go. And, and it'll do nothing but be good for you from now on. You know, that's, that's how I feel. That's um, basically, if you feel through whatever it is that you want to release, feel through it, let it go and, and learn from it. That's all we can do.
Well, exactly. You are you are describing the pathway really, really well. Um, but but you're also I think you're also kind of touching on the the challenge or the obstacle for for some people with some you know with some experiences and it, it comes down to to you know feeling your way through it i really like that expression yeah you the, really have to feel through it um i've i had a lot of trauma in my life um and to the point where i pretty much died um and i can tell you i i could feel through it. I literally, it was, it was the weirdest thing. And this literally happened maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, I, like I said, I was on, I'm on a healing journey. This is, you know, mm -hmm. my listeners know that. Um, and I was at work and it literally was like, my eyes were faucets and huh. they, it uh -huh. was just literally crying, but not like I'm sitting here. <laughs> it was just tears rolling down my face. And it's not, I felt, I felt it and I released it, but it just kept coming. And I'm, I'm at work. So I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> right, right. I can't control this. There was nothing I could do. My work was like, um, you, do you want to take a mental health day for tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just take a mental health day. Um, but it, it was so crazy that I couldn't, you know, but it was a cleansing and because I never felt so good after all of that was released <laughs> and all of that was out of me. It was like, I had this light inside me shining, like, you did it, you know, like I just accomplished this goal and it was like, right, right. I was like, this is amazing. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing because I did it at work, but nevertheless, I did it. And I was like, yay, you know, so you did it. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the pathway. That's the pathway. The, and, 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 and good for you. I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful and, and, uh, and happy for you that you had that, that release and that, uh, yeah, what really sort of in, in my language, you completed something that needed to get completed, something that was left stored and unfinished inside you got, got worked through and completed. And that's, that, that's, is going to leave you, um, you know, feeling like a new person. It really is. And yeah, there's more and I know there's more and this healing journey is, you know, it's a journey, but I'm mm -hmm. excited about the journey. And I, you know, I, I don't sit here saying, oh no, I got to go do another obstacle or, you know, there's going to be this mm -hmm. up in the road. I look forward to them because I just know I'm going to grow that much more. And the more <laughs> I grow, the more I can help people. So I look at it like that, like, okay, the more I get to grow, the more I get to help people and teach them, hey, if I can do it, you can do it, you know, so. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know what I mean? I, one of my, one of my favorite metaphors for, you know, for, for healing and for really life is that, you know, we, we are all, we are all pilgrims on a journey. You know, we are all headed, um, you know, wherever to Mecca or the promised land or whatever you want to call it. But, um, 
you know those that are those that are a little bit further along on on the on the pilgrim's path you know can turn around and offer some guidance and direction right so so that's you know that's me and that's that's you i'm i'm certainly not arrived i'm i'm continuing my own healing work and i'm i'm uh, grateful that uh, that's a work that is continuing and i'm i'm grateful that i get to forever thing i really do i think we just learn and learn and that's our journey here is like our souls are such old souls but you know <laughs> and we're you know our bodies are just like you know they're they're like cars you know but that our souls are driving and it it's like okay if we didn't learn this time we're probably gonna learn a new lesson next time so huh, yeah. i don't it That's wasn't time to learn at that time, so so yeah. we'll we'll learn it next time. Absolutely, right. right. Um, this has been such a pleasure talking to you. I do have some questions for you um, that I ask all my um, guests that come onto the podcast, and I hope you don't mind answering them. Sure, bring bring them on. Bring them on. Okay, great. Um, what is the greatest lesson that you have ever learned? Ooh la la, just one? Um, well, I mean, you can do <laughs> two, but I mean, there's always one the greatest. Yeah. So which one do, you, do you hold near and dear to your heart? Because I know mine, mine was forgiveness. To me, that was, um, it was a challenge for me. Um, but it was the greatest thing I ever mm -hmm. truly mm -hmm. learned how to do. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know what, um, yeah, this is it. I, this might be one greatest lesson. I, it might, it might end, I might end up expanding it to two. Um, it's that uh, um, everybody is doing the best they can. And that's, that's, my, that's my attitude attitude towards the people that I'm helping. I absolutely believe that they are doing the best they can. And, not and that's also on the same path. So that's what you always have to keep in mind right. is not everybody walks that same path. You and don't not everybody started from the same place. Right. Not everybody exactly. started from the same place. You know, you know how you know a track and a, a track and field, um, like into a track and field, the starting some races, everybody's starting like lined up. Yes. But but the long races, it looks like some people are starting like 25 feet behind other people right. because they're because they're whatever they're on the inside track they're on the inside of the track so yeah. they have to start further behind and that's that's a that's a that's a great metaphor for for us that you know what you can't compare where you're at to other people because some people started further back and some people started further ahead they that's got dealt true. different hands of cards so but let me continue everybody is doing the best they can and you know what that's also a message of self-compassion some some days I have to look in the mirror and say, you, you know what, Don, you're doing the best you can. That's that's beautiful. I, I know I had to remind myself too. So I and you can't help anybody unless you help yourself first. That's that's the key too. Totally, totally. Um, so what are you learning now? Wow, that's a great question too. Um, 
uh, again, I have about five answers. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, but but I'm going to I'm going to pick and choose. Um, well, you know what? What I'm learning now, um, it's an ongoing process. But I am, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to learn to trust the um, the the wisdom the wisdom of the individual that I'm that I'm speaking with, and the and the the shared wisdom that's between us. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is um, there is a shared wisdom that 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 gets created when when two people are connecting and 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 working together. That is true. And and um, and I mean I've I've been on this journey that I'm describing for a long time, but it's a journey of kind of putting down the textbook and and picking up sort of my 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 intuition that is kind of asking myself so so what what do i need to pay attention in the sort of the interpersonal protests between me and this other person and that's not in a textbook that's that's in the that's in the the, the energy between me and the other person and i i'm 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 learning that the more i pay attention to that the more magic happens I like that. That's a good answer. Okay, this next one's my favorite question. Okay. My listeners know that. I'll roll um, up my sleeves. <laughs> how has failure shaped your life? <laughs> uh, how has failure shaped my life? Um, wow, another five answers are going through my brain. Um, <clears throat> Definitely, um, definitely, it's it's it actually hooks back to you know that that earlier statement that everybody's doing the best they can. Okay. So, so um, my failure, um, you know, when when things important things haven't gone my way, um, I've learned to not judge actually kind of not judge it as a failure, but judge it as a, as a thing that didn't go the way I was wanting it to go. So, um, so kind of, kind of, kind of relabeling failure as, uh, um, yeah, I'm disappointed that it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but I'm not going to take that as a kind of a, as a blemish on my resume. I'm definitely going to take it as a learning experience. I like that. And part of part, definitely part of the learning is compassion for myself, compassion for for the other person that I'm talking to. <clears throat> um, fa like failure, that. yeah, fa um, failures have also um, really. You know what? At the end of the day, um, it, I think it's made me more. Um, more empathetic and and compassionate and and merciful you know i've over the years because of my own experiences i've changed you know i've, I've changed some pretty um 
you know, some pretty important sort of opinions and kind of, um, yeah, just opinions, you know, things that I thought were bad and wrong before I've sort of go, well, you know what, it's not that simple. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I look at it as a teacher. <laughs> I mean, I did a podcast on this. Um, babies, babies fall how many times learning how to walk? <laughs> multiple, multiple, right? multiple. Do they mm -hmm. ever quit? No, they don't. They just keep keep going. Same thing as when they're trying to climb something. You know, they just are determined and they're like, oh, and they're trying to get their little booties up there. Um, right, right. And they just don't give up no matter how much they fail. It, it, they, they fall down, they get back up and they, they start climbing again. That's how you need to look at failure in life, like that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like totally. that. Like <laughs> totally, it's a it's it's a pathway to wisdom and to knowledge and to experience. Can I tell Can I tell you a story? Sure. I, I'm going to borrow a story um, from one of my one of the people that I love that I've never met is uh, Brene Brown. Lots lots of your listeners will will know her and love her also. In, in one of her books, I can't remember, and my apologies to Brene because I'm going to totally butcher her story. Um, in, in one of her books, he, she talks about uh, a, an uh, a, a conference of, um, I think it's Engineers Without Borders. Um, people that are doing sort of um, infrastructure development work in, in various parts of the world that need infrastructure development. They gather together for an annual conference to talk about how they screwed up. Like, so, so somebody comes to story, hey, we, we had this project, we wanted to dig a well in this village and power, power it with uh, solar power so it's sustainable. And we tried to do that project and we realized after the fact that we encountered tribal uh, conflicts and we totally we basically we wasted you know twenty thousand oh, dollars so wow. so i'm coming to this conference and I'm, I'm i'm going to tell the story of how we screwed up <sighs> so so Brene brown um, asks the reader to um how do you think the presenter that's telling that story of failure feels and you know, obviously, everybody thinks, you know, wow, if I was getting up in front of a 1000 people or 500 people and talking about how I wasted that much money, I would feel bad, I would feel so much shame. Because all of us think when we expose our failures, we're going to feel shame. Right, right. And then and then, and then Brené Brown kind of blows my brains out by asking me as reader to think, and if you're in the audience listening to that story, how do you feel about the person on the stage? And the answer is, I'm so proud of that person. I really admire that person for having the courage to tell that story. I, when that person finishes talking, I want to go and talk to that person. I want to, I want to actually move towards that person who told that story of failure. And when I read that, it blew me away to hear a story of failure actually draws the hearer towards the other person. 
like blows my mind. That totally, is pretty, yeah. Totally the opposite wow. of, you know, what, of the person, what, the, what, the, what we imagine the person on the stage is going to feel. Yeah, so, so failure is learning and failure is um, wisdom. And I, I really love your, your way of putting it. It's, it's, uh, it's a, you know, failure is the process that you go through if you want to learn to walk or anything, or anything else important. In <laughs> or life. anything else important, but we learn it so early in life. I mean, come on, we come out of the womb and we pretty much like, that's, that's it. You know, like we, we face it so early on. And it's like, okay, come on, you know, we can do this. Even in, you know, like we've been here a lot longer. If we could do it as a baby, we could do it now. So. Totally, um, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love the um, question. Love the question. Oh, good. Um, now this one, this is going to be the last question. Um, if okay. you were given the opportunity to create a billboard that the entire world was going to see, what would it say? <laughs> I love the question. Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I, I wish I had an hour because I would have uh, lots of them. Um, are, so are you ready? Yeah. I, I think this will fit on a billboard. You know, comma, you're doing the best you can, right? right. Question mark. Yeah. That's it. You know, you're doing the best you can, right? Yes. I like it. I like it. In in my in my work again over like twenty five years, um, talking to tons of people. Um, one of the things, one of the perennial things, it's like it's like. It's always there. Sometimes it's large, sometimes it's small. It's the, it's the inner critic part of us. Um, I don't think we're born with the inner critic inside, but somewhere along the line, maybe it's when we're learning to walk as babies <laughs> or as small children. Somewhere along the line, we absorb this message that um, is basically criticism because you know, nobody's had perfect parents. And so somewhere along the line, we've been criticized. And, and in every single case of everybody I've talked to, including myself, when I talk to myself, there's this inner critic that basically, you know, if we pay attention to it, it's, it's, it's brutal, or at least in some cases it's brutal and it's just trash talking us and you know, criticizing us sort of in the, in the twilight zone of consciousness, unconsciousness in the back of our mind. So, so since that is so prevalent, I would, I would fill the billboard with, hey, you know, you're doing the best you can, right? Right, that's really good, I like it. I like it a lot. I, oh, I kept thinking of if I asked myself that question, what it would be. And it's funny because I just came up with this question um, a couple weeks ago. So I've only asked a few people and um, I was sitting there thinking, what would I put on the billboard? And I still am not too sure, but I think it would be like, um, be still, 
slow down to the speed of spirit mm -hmm. and surrender into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Just be still, be still, slow down. We're, we're so busy. Got to do this. Got to do that. There's a deadline for this. There's, <laughs> I, I fall guilty to this. Um, Absolutely. Slow down. Slow, slow down. down. Slow down. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Don, this has been a pleasure talking to you. I very much appreciate your time and thank you for being very courteous as to um, me messing up the time on the time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't even take into effect the central time zone. And I'm so very sorry. Um, but thank no you very problem. much for for just being so courteous and welcoming. And oh my God, you have just been a just abundance of knowledge there. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, you're so very welcome. Um, I just, uh, I, I've, you know, I've really enjoyed and I've really loved the conversation and, uh, and very, very very happy and uh, grateful to do it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks great. so much. You're yeah. so very welcome. This will not be released until um, April. I'm sorry, but I'm making March. I'm March is all women. I'm like profiling women because it's women's month. So um, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm just doing um, all my female guests on in March, but um, you will be released in April. <laughs> um, fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, and if, you know what, if uh, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably see it once it, when it comes out. But if you if you wouldn't mind just uh, kind of flagging it to me when it is released, that would be fantastic. Oh, most definitely. I will. I will do that for you. Yeah. But thank you so much. Uh, let my guests know how they can get a hold of you or where they can reach you or where they can find you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I exist on the internet at uh, uh, www.russellcounseling.com and also at www.drdonrussell.com. Okay. So there's, there's two places on the internet and I'm also on Instagram, which is uh, Dr. Don Russell. Okay, fantastic. Um, and I will try to link that up in the show notes and um, we will get that all taken care of and I will flag you when I do um, publish this. And thank you so much for just being so kind and so thoughtful for everything and sharing all your knowledge. Thank you so much for this. You're absolutely welcome. And uh, thanks so much for this opportunity. I, uh, I'm really, really grateful. Thank you. <laughs> you have a blessed night. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh.